Hi everyone, this week you're going to hear a special Goosebumps episode. It was originally on the Patreon feed, but we decided, why don't we share this with everyone? It's so silly and fun. So on our Patreon, sometimes we cover books that don't quite fit into the genre of Western literature, such as Goosebumps. Sometimes we talk about favorite movies we have, like Moonstruck, Sometimes Theo convinces us to watch Yu-Gi-Oh, which none of us have done before. Sometimes we watch Wishbone episodes of books that we've covered and provide live commentary. Anything fun like that, we will do. If you're interested, you should check it out. If you have any recommendations, we're happy to listen to them. All right, enjoy. This was a normal town once, and we were normal people. There was an accident. Something escaped from the factory. A yellow gas. It floated over the town so fast that we didn't see it, didn't realize, and then it was too late. Dark Falls wasn't a normal town anymore. Sounds very (laughs) upbeat. (laughs) You're probably wondering how I ended up in this situation. (laughs) I'm the yellow gas. (laughs) Ooh, audience, did you notice this theme song you're hearing? It's quite different than usual. You think we need to say that? It's very obvious. It's. They <laughs> <laughs> know. You're ruining my plans. <laughs> Anybody else want to say something? Ooh. Like maybe something a little more substantive. <laughs> Did you know our producer is a composer? <laughs> Ghoulishly yours. Here's Jackie. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fire the Cannon. This is a Patreon exclusive in which we're bringing you the winner of the contest that we pose to you guys. Clear winner by one one point zero whole votes. Goosebumps. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're going to start with number one, which is Welcome to Dead House. This was released in 1992 by none other than R.L. Stein himself. I read these books obsessively as a kid. Rachel, uh, gosh, I have so many questions. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, me but too. I started first because I'm older. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, wait, both of you tell your tales with goosebumps and then you can ask me questions. So, Jackie, you are older. Yes, I am. I am older. Everyone knows who we are. This is a Patreon exclusive. Yeah. We are well, Fire the Canon. We read an ant. No, what do we do? We read the stories. We read. We tell hmm, the tales yep, that tell the stories that... <laughs> we tell the tales that dead men dare not tell. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Can we add a spooky sound effect, Theo? I know you told me to stop asking Ooh. that, but... Rachel, you got it. That was spooky. Just clip that. Maybe I'll add some <laughs> reverb or something. Ooh, welcome to the Patreon. <laughs> the ghosts say Patreon? Patreon. Oh, I guess they do. <laughs> Ooh, Jackie wants that to pan across, I can see, because she's moving her head (laughs) across the mic. Rachel was terrified of these books growing up, so she didn't read them. But I had a subscription service that, I don't know, I feel like subscription services weren't really much of a thing until like... Bump of the month? Yeah, I got three three bumps every month. A bump of the Just month. replace every time we... Oh, Share them with the all your friends. <laughs> every time we say book this episode, we have to replace it with bump. Okay. We're, we discuss the bumps in the Western canon and decide if we want to bump them out or not. <laughs> so I got three bumps every month. You got three bumps a month? Yeah, and I kept asking for more and more. Love them. Love them a lot. <laughs> that was the Ed's end of the story. I'm just waiting for you guys to you say something. You snapped at Theo and said, let me talk. I'm older. So why, why would we think we get to that talk? That was just a funny bit. Oh, do you have bits now? 
Do you remember any specific ones that you were scared of, Jacqueline? Scared of. Um, or scared by? Were you always a spooktacular little child? I was always pretty spooktacular. I remember there were some that were pretty creepy. Um, there was one, I don't remember the name of it, but it involved the main character turning into a dog. Mm, Do you remember that one? Yeah. It was like they had a... My not-so-ordinary day as a dog. <laughs> Is that no, what it was called? What it's called. Slappy, Slappy was scary. Yes, yeah, Slappy was scary. All the covers were awesome. The scariest cover was the dad. Was it, what what was the one called where the dad turns into a plant? My dad, the plant. My not so ordinary father, the plant. <laughs> you can't just make that. <laughs> My dad's not so ordinary day as a plant. <laughs> oh, I found it. It's called it's called the Barking Ghost, and it's got a scary cover of a dog with red eyes. I thought that one was spooky. Ooh. That is a worse title than my dad's not so ordinary <laughs> day as a plant. The Barking Ghost. I bet it's a pun. We just don't know what it's a pun of. Um, another scary one was oh, <laughs> Camp something. <laughs> I really should have like looked up the names of these things. I thought you were a bump aficionado. Yeah, but I don't remember the the titles. They don't really usually come in in the book. Oh, yeah, and it had the uh, the tent, the green yeah, tent. Yeah, that, that that's was, like, Camp Nightmare. Oh, The Curse of Camp Cold Lake. Do you remember that one? The no. Curse of Camp Cold Lake has a zombie girl rising out of the water. Oh, wow, look at this. Yeah, look at that. Look at what? What I'm looking at. I can't. The Curse of Camp Cold Lake was after My Best Friend is Invisible and before The Blob That Ate Everyone. Oh, the blob that ate everyone. That, that was one good. was awesome. Yeah, that was good. Some of them were just cool. Like, they weren't really that scary. Yeah. It was just awesome. Yeah, no. So, I didn't really find many of them scary, but he did do ones that were, like, more for adults or, like, more for teenagers. Do you remember those? Did you read those? What was it called? Sphere Street or something? I, I read the Fear Street ones, but there was also uh, a fan service. I Googled R.L. Stein College because I wanted to find this book series, and it came up. The Ohio State University. That's where he went. <laughs> ah. There's Fear Hall, the beginning, and Fear Hall, the conclusion. No, I never read those. And it's, it's centered around, okay, there's a girl, a college girl named Hope, and she's got three roommates. She, like, is enemies with this set, another set of three girls who are, like, the cool, mean girls. And then they all starting, like, start getting murdered slowly. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, spoiler alert, um, you find out Hope is all of them. Hope is all of her roommates and herself, and she's been the one killing everybody. Whoa! And then she dies at the end. So that was That's that was pretty twisted. pretty big deal. But I read that when I was a little kid. Move too. over, calling all creeps. There's a new scary book in town. <laughs> What's calling all creeps? Is that scary? It was a little scary. The cover. Ah, uh, that one was awesome. Okay, what did you think was the scariest? I told you that. Well, I don't know the. I can't remember the stories, but the cover of my dad used to be a plant. Um, <laughs> was the scariest one. It was called Stay Out of the Basement. Oh. <laughs> but he was a plant in Stay Out of the And there's just basement. a hand. It's just a hand. Yeah. I know. It's scary. Was the point that my, at night my dad goes into the basement and he just vegetates, for lack of a better word? <laughs> there, no, there's like a double of his dad. Like his dad gets cloned into a plant version yeah. or something. And, and then like it really like sends chills down your spine when some things happen in the plot. <laughs> Yeah. We should really cover every one of these books for the Patreon because I think it's going to be pretty darn good, actually. We're just going to have to start a whole new podcast. (laughs) Called Bump Patrol. Yeah, Bump Patrol. (laughs) uh, Theo, do you remember? Theo loves Bump. (laughs) (laughs) In this episode, we've all chosen to be characters 
Oh wait, we haven't even said. You which haven't even asked me about my past experience with goosebumps. Not everyone is in Rachel Otaku. They don't all know. Yeah, I want to know. Jackie said you never read them. So, but you read one today. So, did you find it to be as scary as you were afraid that they were? Were you as afraid as you were afraid that you would afraid that you'd be? Let me explain. When I was a little <laughs> kid, I didn't not read them because I thought I would be so afraid. I didn't read them because I didn't want to be any amount of afraid. <laughs> okay. So, so <laughs> I knew they weren't going to be, like, terrifying. I just was like, I'm not in the mood to be creeped out. But, Rachel, you were a huge bump worm growing <laughs> up. So how did you navigate that? Like, how did you pick books that you must have been somewhat afraid sometimes, right? Like, you can't always know ahead of time what a book is going to have in I it. I didn't read scary books. I mean, if you, if there's a book series called Goosebumps and it has, like, a green glowing plant dad on the cover, you know that it's going to try to give no. you some freaking goosebumps. Yeah. No, when I was in elementary school, I read third, fourth grade. I read Nancy Drew. Little Women, Bumpy Drew, Robinson Crusoe, Robinson Swiss Bump. Family Robinson, Swiss Bumpinson. <laughs> I read Robin McKinley, Tamora Pierce, oh my gosh. a lot of other things. R.L. Stein should have taken like every classic novel and made a Goosebumps version. Bumpified it. Bumped it. Well, maybe that's what we should do. Bumped it up to Goosebumps <laughs> yeah. level. That's what it should. Yeah, be. this bump oh, goes to 11. I was gonna say I always. Had I always felt a connection to R.L. Stein though, because what? my name is R.L. Best. Oh. You bested him. Okay. So you had a connection. Well, when I was little and I was thinking about writing a book, I was like, well, crap, I can't be R.L. Best. What if people think that I'm. R.L. Stein's daughter who changed her name but kept his initials. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I thought R.L. Stein would just continue to be a powerhouse in whatever age group I happen to be. I mean, he he is. Uh, like, yeah. he's currently a powerhouse in our age group. <laughs> in adult publishing? Adult fiction? Everybody your age knows who he is and probably loved him. And adores him. And would marry him. But do you think that if I published a book now and I was R.L. Best, people would be like, what a ripoff. <laughs> ripoff L. Best. That's her. It depends. Are yeah. you also writing stories about, like, my dad made it with a plant and now he's plant dad? Like, that sort of thing. <laughs> I kind of like this whole idea of us just, maybe that could be something I do on Twitter, just tweet almost right Goosebumps titles. <laughs> it's like how Theo really loves it when memes are kind of almost right, but actually wrong. Like how I accidentally do memes a lot of times. No, I was just thinking, yeah, you could post the image of the Goosebumps cover, but shit, I just bumped my mic. You, could, you bumped your mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I booked it. You could post the image of the boost. Uh, boost I'm so excited to say this thing. The boost And then you change the title of the book to like something funny that's not right. You know? I had this feeling just now that like the rest of the podcast was going to be just Theo fucking up that sentence. Like I had a, I had a feeling we were never going to get out of that moment and it was just going to go on for like a ridiculously long time. Yeah. And you guys are like telling me we have to move on and I'm just like, the, the glue blooms two toodles. The <laughs> I have been so excited for this all day long. Like, I read this, you know, reread it for the first time since I was a small child. And I don't know about you, Theo, but, like, it just brings back so many feelings, right? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, when you, when there's, like, a end of the chapter and he always ends it on a little cliffhanger, then it's like, dang, turned out I was just mistaken every single time. <laughs> yeah, everything is, like, a jump scare. Yeah. Also, as I was reading it, you know, I do that other podcast that uh, – we don't plug that often, but it's called Inside the Mind of a Child Genius, and I do it with my cousin Joseph. It releases on the 1th, 10th, and 20th of the month. We, we've only started plugging it since it was released. We're going to have a sound effect for every time you plug it. It's going to be the sound of someone plugging something in. Yeah. 
But as I was reading this Goosebumps book, I was thinking, oh, yeah, like, this is what was going through my head when I was writing stories as a kid. What? No, same. Everything I wrote was based off of this. Yeah. Like, this is what taught me how to write. This is what taught me grammar. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. And I was looking at it today and I was thinking, I'm so glad that the grammar is perfect in these books. It is. Because that is like literally what taught me how to write. R.L. Stein. I would like to say to people, one of us did not read any Goosebumps. The other two were deeply influenced by Goosebumps. Who do you think those are? Well, we are. you already said that you didn't read any. You're saying that now at this point in the podcast? No, I, I would be curious. I would be curious to ask people that before they hear us reveal the answer. Well, oh, well they, they're going to pick me. I'm definitely part of that because, you know, boy, people know me as um, the creepy one, the bumpy one. <laughs> the, bumpy the one, one. who causes bumps. All right. Okay. Do you want to hear if I was creeped out or should I wait? Enough intro. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. We got to introduce which characters we are from the book because we all chose characters that we're going to play. We're all going to be characters. Everyone. No, we're not (laughs) going to play them. Well, just like I was a bear in that one episode. Here we go. Jackie. Hello, I'm Jacqueline Amanda Benson. You're just the main character? You got that right. She tried to be the real estate agent and you said no. You said you can't have a role that big, so I picked one bigger. Yeah. Also, that's basically my name, right? Jacqueline. He was going to be Theophilus Chandler, Chandmanda Benson. <laughs> Chandmanda, Chandmanda. Well, my middle name's Amanda and my last name's Burton, so I'm Jacqueline Amanda Benson. Close She's enough. really doxing herself. Oh, I never knew your middle name, <laughs> hmm. I guess. Yeah, there's nobody in this book called Augur, sorry. H- have you ever told me your middle name? Yeah. Have you ever asked? Well, no, because I'm not that interested in middle names, but I'm shocked that I still haven't known yours. Well, that's what it is. Because you wrote a whole song with my middle name as most of the words. <laughs> yeah, that's why I know Rachel's. <laughs> yeah, my song didn't have my name in Jacqueline it. Jacqueline Amanda Burton, like that. But wait, okay, I need to explain why I said that, why I said you can't have a role that big. Okay. Can I? <laughs> I guess you have to. Because when you said that, I was mistaken. So I had listened to Monster Blood instead of the book we're doing today, which was, what was it? The Scary Old House? Welcome to Dead House. Welcome to Dead House. So in Monster Blood, the like mom and dad go to Atlanta, I think, and they're trying to find a home. And they, they call the son and say, we're not going to be back for a while. We're still trying to find a house. But there's a yummy old can of Monster Blood in the kitchen if that's how you want to feed yourself. Um, bad guess but anyway (laughs) so I was like she wants to be the real estate agent that isn't even (laughs) that doesn't even have a speaking role that is just failing to get the mom and dad a house in Atlanta and so that's why I said no you can't have a role that big (laughs) you have to be something else then I told her she could be the bird that gets swallowed by the goo so if anybody else does monster blood I was really looking forward to seeing that in the book that we actually read I was like where's this (laughs) bird that goose wall i don't understand like even after i said that it never occurred to you that you might be wrong it just occurred to you that i was being stupid (laughs) what do you mean like it never occurred to you oh jackie said something that doesn't occur in this book maybe i'm thinking of the wrong book instead you were like jackie wants to play this stupid character who doesn't even show up in the book that i am totally correct about doing i thought you were kind of making a joke i thought (laughs) I don't know. I'm currently trying to find out how to contact R.L. Stein to invite him on the pod. He had an AMA on Reddit. And did he say he refused to be on any podcast? Except for Fire the Cannon. Nice. Okay. But that was a long time before we started Fire the Cannon. But so. he knew. So he may have changed his mind. But okay, so great. So Jackie is the main character. Who are you, Rachel? I am the character with the funniest name of all of them. 
And Ooh. here it is. Wait, should I guess? You're going to guess? Yeah, I don't care. Ray Thurston? Unnamed family? You ready? It's Bill Gregory. <laughs> Why is that so funny? It's two first names. Just is. Two first names. <laughs> I guess Gregory Bill would be funnier, but still, it's pretty funny. Or Greg Billery. Billery Greg. Billery Greg. <laughs> yeah, Billery Greg. That'd that, be great. The, we're going to get to that, but the part where he where she lists all of the names of the kids in the town reminded me of like Theo and Joseph like writing stories and thinking they have to give them all last names. <laughs> That's where they got it. Yeah, that probably is where they got it from. <laughs> Might be, yeah. But he uses their last names every single time they show up too and like R.L. Stein you were a whole ass adult what are you doing <laughs> he knew what kids like yeah, yeah I, I guess, guess so. he knew what Theo and Joseph and me like oh man who are you uh <laughs> who are you Petey, Petey. <laughs> I just figured you're gonna okay so you're just gonna make me the dog isn't that who Petey is the yeah. dog he didn't read it today he didn't read it he clearly didn't read it he listened to I it I listened to it I told you I listened oh. to it but I don't re- it's hard for me to remember which character okay. is which okay so I'm R.L. Stein weaver of ghoulish tales and alumnus of the Ohio State University university hmm. okay change your name <laughs> okay both of you uh, i can't fill in everything but just know that when it says alumnus of the ohio state it's supposed to say university at the end why don't you say <laughs> alumnus of osu the osu maybe sure the osu oh crap i i realized i should have been rl best mm. missed opportunity <sighs> I'll do it now. I'll change it. See, I'm just going to point out that I had a suspicion Jackie was going to make herself the main character. So I thought I would go one level higher. (laughs) I am the one who controlled everything in the book. I'm the author. I wanted to be Mr. Dawes and you told me I couldn't. (laughs) I'm going to go one level higher. (laughs) Changed it. Now I'm the boss. (laughs) What? Arlstein's mom? That's not fair. (laughs) Uh. Go to your room. <laughs> Didn't you like my joke, Jackie? Uh-oh, uh-oh, Theo's going to be, oh, no, he did it. R.L. <laughs> Stein's grandma, who, based on monster blood, he might have had an issue with, I'm just saying. His grandma? Or just any old people. <laughs> oh, no. oh, I haven't read it. Uh-oh, Jackie's mic is muted. Jackie, you got to unmute the mic. Unmute the mic. Unmute the mic. What happened? Uh, I became R.L. Stein's mom so that I was one level higher, and then Theo (laughs) became R.L. Stein's grandma. (laughs) And I was just frozen. (laughs) Missed it. Okay. Yeah, so we're both way, way higher than you. We're way higher than you. Just in the hierarchy. We're higher than you, but only in the hierarchy. (laughs) I'm glad that we're like this because this is apparently how we. Yeah. We can't have an episode unless I'm the butt of every joke. <laughs> How are you the butt? Theo's the butt of my joke. I, just because I know you guys are going to think about changing your names, I'm going to... You're going to lock it? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ensure that no one can be a higher level than me. How? Okay. Why would you do this? R.L. Stein's grandma's grandma. Whoa. Yeah. R.L. Stein's grandma's grandma. There's no level higher than that. Whoa. God? You're God, Jackie? God L. Stein. You have to change it to that at least. How about this? Are you going to make yourself God's grandma? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and suddenly this turns very religious. I did it. <laughs> no. I'm God's mom. So. And now Jackie is good, I guess. <laughs> All right. Let's, so let's update the listeners. I'm... Good, I guess. <laughs> Theo is R.L. Stein's grandma's grandma, and Rachel is God's mom. And let's end it there. That's fair. That's fair. We're going to keep shifting names throughout the podcast, so we'll update you every once in a while. Now, I, Rachel, I brought a gift for you. In what way? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. This is a Goosebumps gift giveaway. It's a Goosebumps miracle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it the sight of yet another cat that you've added to your collection? 
She's is she frozen or is she just thrilled with herself because she got me a gift? Yeah, I think she's just sort of smiling absentmindedly so... <laughs> about how good her gift is. <laughs> what happened? Okay, so okay, was it supposed to be the glimpse of yet another cat? And then you made this like really goofy smile and you froze, <laughs> just froze on that goofy face for the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my skull smile. So Rachel, the gift that I brought for you was um, I know that you don't like being scared even a little bit at all. So whenever something scary happens, I'm going to read you an email from the Audubon Society. Ooh. <laughs> <What>? I'm soothing. <laughs> don't read me a global warming email. <laughs> well, I, I have limited resources here, right? So I decided, mm-hmm. you know what's cute? Emails from the National Audubon Society. Mm. So you're just re-gifting spam is what you're doing. <laughs> I wouldn't call it spam. Bam. Um, I would call it useful, adorable information. Rachel, let's practice. Be scared. Ah! Goosebumps. Ah! Quiz. What kind of owl are you? Want to figure it out? Yeah. Okay. Let's figure it out. Owls can be scary, though. Not to me. All right. You're on vacation. What's the weather like? Warm and sunny, cool and snowy, green and shady. It's always different. Number one. You're invited to a party. Yay! Do you put on your party outfit and work the room? Find the people you know best and hang out? Show up to say hi but leave quickly? Or a party? <laughs> no thanks. Mm, I don't know. Let's say one, even though it's a combo of one and two. It's all about the fit, right? All right. People often describe you as memorable, spooky, powerful, or introverted. I'm sorry. I didn't know this was going to say the word spooky in it. <laughs> yeah. No. Now we have to do another quiz. <laughs> of all of those? I would say powerful. I will say you have chosen the spookiest possible bird. Crows. Ravens. All right. Gotcha. No. Owls can be way spooky. Powerful or me- oh, let's say memorable because someone, one person remembered that I was really spooky. Yeah, well, we're going to get to that. How large is your family? Pretty small, average, pretty large. I haven't even met everyone yet. Mm, The fourth one. Uh, You're eating dinner. What time is it? Five to six, somewhere around six, maybe eight, nine or later, whenever you're hungry. Okay, the second one. All right. Drum roll, please. You're a snowy owl, Rachel. Congratulations. You're mysterious and elusive, spreading fascination and a little bit of awe everywhere you show up. Very cute. All right. Now that we're not scared anymore. I totally forgot why we did that. Oh, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's go back to the horror. All right. Book summary. Commence. A 12-year-old girl named Amanda is narrating. Every narrator of every Goosebumps book is a 12-year-old boy or girl. Oh, so I found out that he, R.L. Stein, originally wrote these books for girls. They -hmm. were geared towards girls, but then he realized that boys loved them just as much when he started getting fan mail. But it's kind of funny because they always have the same introduction. They're always like, "I, I, I look pretty normal. I have shoulder length brown hair. I'm okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm 12. I'm a, yeah. I have a brother. He's kind of annoying. Like My parents are having issues where they argue sometimes. <laughs> well, the thing. parents in this story are so rude. <laughs> are they not? I know. Wait, let okay. me just do a quick summary because I'm not attached to it. Yeah, you do it. And then we'll jump in with all the funny stuff. Okay. Okay? All right. So the, the Bensons, Bensons, right? Mm-hmm. Mom, dad, daughter, son. The dad kind of wants to be a writer, and he gets a letter saying that a great uncle he doesn't remember has left him a big house in his will. So they decide to sell the house they currently live in and move to this town four hours away. Called Dark Falls. Yeah, everything, all the houses are in darkness. The street is the only thing in the light. And this this realtor shows them around while they're looking at the house. The main character thinks she keeps seeing these, like, ghostly children 
but no one listens. And the dog is freaking out and the brother hates it there and he doesn't want to be there and he's just a big brat. So when they finally move in, the brother and sister are hanging out. At one point, the dog like runs away to the cemetery. They meet all the kids in the neighborhood and she thinks the kids are acting threatening, but they stop when the realtor arrives again. So later on, she and her brother, the dog runs away and they're looking for the dog and they think he's probably in the cemetery. And one of the kids is like, don't go to the cemetery, but they do. And they find out the graves have the names of all the kids they've been playing with. Even Whoa. Bill Gregory? Even, especially Bill Gregory. Even God's mom's friend, Petey? <laughs> God's mom's friend, Petey? Is that That's your name. Oh, Theo. <laughs> <laughs> While you weren't looking, I changed your name. And look at yours, Jacqueline. <laughs> Good, Good, I guess, I guess not. Not. Ooh. <laughs> you got us. Wow, you got me good. <laughs> okay, their parents are at a potluck, and they're freaking out. They're like, we've got to go get our parents. One of the boys that they're friends with, they realize that he was the boy that she saw in the house, and he tries to kill them to make them zombies like him, but... The younger brother shines a flashlight at him and he crumbles into bones. Another important thing is that every time they meet a new kid, the kid says, oh, yeah, I know where you live. I used to live in your house. Oh, yeah. Some of them say that. She's like, that's weird. And she keeps saying, I think I heard them say they used to live in my house, but that's crazy. Yeah. And um, so anyway, the realtor shows up and he's like, I've got to help you. I didn't know everyone in town was a zombie. (laughs) Let me take you to your parents. And they're like, okay. And then they see that he's also dead. Ah! Ah. So they see that their parents are tied up and they're going to be killed and turned into zombies. But they get this idea. There's a tree that's kind of fallen down. And if they can knock the tree over, it'll let the light shine into the area where all the zombies are and turn them into dust. So they knock the tree down and everyone turns into dust. And one of the little zombie girls is like, thank you. <laughs> and they all get together yeah. and they leave and they say like, Hello, good, thing we didn't sell- <laughs> good thing we didn't sell our old house. And as they're leaving, they see another family moving in and she's like, is that that realtor zombie that I turned into bones? Uh, not my business. Oh, don't they don't they talk? And she's and she yeah. says to the family moving in, "Oh, I used to live in your house." And then they just leave without saying anything. She feels compelled to say it. Oh, I used to live in your house, just like the kids from earlier. So are they alive? And the dog died immediately. By the way, at this point, Petey is a zombie. <laughs> yeah, Petey is a zombie, and he's running around. Oh, I felt so sad for Petey. So I guess Petey lives in the town. Oh yeah, we didn't really get any closure on Petey. He just lives in the town now. He's an immortal zombie dog. So that, that's who Rachel made her Zoom name. No, you. God's mom's friend, Petey. <laughs> <laughs> the zombie dog who sort of stops being mentioned after a while. Yeah. Well, and apparently the reason this all happens is because they used to have a factory there and it released some type of, like, lethal gas and it turned them all into the the undead. And oh, they need- yeah. But they had, they had different dates of death, right? Um, but they have to bring somebody in every year to get fresh blood. So that's why they all have different dates. To keep them right. zombified. Yeah. All I'm going to say is they drop a few too many clues for this to be like a good uh, conspiracy. A good conspiracy. Right? For all the kids to keep saying, I used to live in <laughs> your house. And it's like they're trying to like trick them into getting turned into zombies. Oh my gosh. Okay. The part that I did not like was when the kids were like, I used to live there. I used to live there. And now I'm dead there. <laughs> <laughs> and they all laugh. Wait, you didn't like it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
National Audubon Sorry. Society explained how to tell a bird from a bird. I wasn't creeped out. I just <laughs> thought it was too cheesy. No, you started her. She's going to keep going. Okay, read me another bird fact. Well, do you want to know how to tell a bird from a burb? Yeah. All right, here we're going to read the burb guide. Okay. Three extremely important rules about burbs. What? What is a burb? Well, you're about to find out. God, impatient McGee. <laughs> you're going to find out. <laughs> Rachel, why are you taking this so casually? <laughs> I know what burbs are. Rule one. Burbs are often, though not conclusively, small. Therefore, ostriches are disqualified. Any bird larger than a turkey cannot be a burb. All right. Uh, let's test our knowledge. Hey, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Can an emu be a burb? No. Correct. Rule two. Burbs are often, though not always, round. True. People tend to regard <laughs> round animals as cuter and round objects to be more pleasant, and round people to be rounder. They, it didn't say that last part, actually. Oh, All okay. Right. Rule number three, burbs appear cute. This has been burb chat. Yes. All right, let's move on. Okay. Right, what is this? Is this, a, is this a real thing, or is this like an internet thing? That... It's an internet thing. Oh. It's the Audubon Society, Theo. Where... Gosh, you guys had me convinced I had a terrible elementary school education. <laughs> Everybody knows about burbs. <laughs> yeah, no, but they do give a lot of little clues throughout. Like, one time someone says, Josh or Amanda says, man, this town's really dead, or it's really dead around here. And their friend Ray oh, says, yeah. <laughs> I guess you could say that. Yeah, that's too much, Ray. Too much, Ray. Also, the real estate agent, why does he end up telling them so much? What's the whole point of him saying, oh, I'm worried about your family. We need to escape. And then he lets them in the car willingly, and then they like go to the cemetery. Because he had to bring them to the amphitheater. But couldn't he just pick them up and do that? He's like an adult, and they're children. He knew that they knew that it was a bunch of zombies in town. But like this made a lot of sense, Theo. <laughs> I don't understand why at that point they were still dealing with like creeping them out and tricking them instead of just grabbing them. Theo, every Goosebumps book ends with the entire story being explained, <laughs> usually by the ghost <laughs> or by the villain. They're just like, now I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah, and just yeah. could have been more artfully done, I, I think. Oh, do you want to fire this? <laughs> Three stars. Three stars? Yeah. And now yeah. here's the question. Do you think there are some Goosebumps books you would give five stars to? Monster Blood, for sure. Actually, no, Monster Blood is, I'm, I'm actually glad we're talking about this one, what is it? My not so comfortable house to live in because my not so alive life in a new house. <laughs> <laughs> the where where that title comes from is I've lost a competition one time. I'm I'm a composer. I should mention, and I and I wrote an orchestra. Okay, Nellie Tristan, Thea's a composer. <laughs> and, I, and I wrote an orchestra piece one time for a competition, and my orchestra piece lost to another piece called "My Not So Ordinary Day at School." What wasn't there another one that you lost to named like? Look at this dog or something. Oh, it had dog in it. I'm a grown oh, it was, man. No, it was called I Threw a Shoe at a Cat. Yeah. I was like one of the honorable mention people. And one of the other people who was like, I think they were like third place or something, had won the Pulitzer Prize in music <laughs> composition. And they also and lost. And his piece couldn't beat I Threw a Shoe at a Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but yeah, I guess in reality, I would probably give this one four and a half stars, and I would give Monster Blood three stars. Okay, well, in terms of... Five. In terms of five. Goosebumps books. Yes. <laughs> or in terms of books in general. Probably in terms of, yeah, the Goosebumps collection. So there will be some that are five stars. I think so. Okay. I don't think this one is five stars, but I think it's very good. Well, actually. it's got to set everything up. Like, this, this, this one has every Goosebumps thing in it, like... 
it, it this just is what tells to you expect. this is what you should expect yeah so here's the first funny thing that i thought was funny <laughs> so there were other ones you didn't think were funny yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> mr dawes everything okay he asked staring first at josh then at me with his crinkly blue eyes <laughs> why are his eyes crinkly yeah i thought amanda was supposed to like have a crush on mr dawes and then he would be revealed to be a bad guy he's 30 and she's 12 so i feel like that would i be know that weird. I didn't think something was going to happen. But they can have crushes. You're allowed to have a crush on an adult when you're a kid. And it happens quite frequently. I don't think I ever had a crush on a 30-year-old as a 12-year-old. As a 30-year-old, sure. Wait, I'm not 30 yet. What am I saying? Speaking as a 40-year-old. Excuse me, Jackie. Excuse me, Miss Mrs. Legolas. I wasn't talking. He's talking. Squizzle. Legolas's wife. Legolas was 27 when Lord of the Rings came out. Okay, so that's what you're saying. (laughs) I never had a crush on a 30-year-old as a kid. I had a crush on a 27 year old. I thought Legolas was like hundreds of years old. Oh, he got you. He's probably thousands of years old. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah, you were all kind of fangirl and everybody. Like when we were at governor's <laughs> school, you were like, every tack is so cute. They weren't 30. They were like 20. That's a whole 10 years. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, they were honestly probably like 19 to 21. Yeah. <laughs> but still in my mind, they look old. Yeah, they do. Or Rachel was like Dr. McElreath. Mm. Okay, let's go and say what tax we had crushes on. Go. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we Did had we crushes have a- on any of them. I think it was just you. <laughs> what? I thought everybody I had. I thought everybody liked Brandon t- or is that just that was just We? Yeah, we liked Brandon t- I said I thought everybody liked oh. him. You're going to have to call him, like, Brandon Bleep. Oh, okay. Brandon Bleep. I actually don't even... I remember there was one tech who... There was one day when we didn't go to our normal sections or whatever, whatever they're called, classes, and... um, Areas. Area one, area two, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to one, and he just wanted us to analyze the lyrics to Coldplay... And that album that had just come out, I think it's called like Viva, what's it called? Viva La Vida. Yes. And he wanted us to analyze the lyrics to that song. And we spent like, I remember it being like an hour and like <laughs> nobody wanted to say anything. And he was acting like really uh, pretentious about it and being like, you guys don't know what this line means. What? That's <laughs> so bizarre. Uh, you don't remember That sounds like something a 19-year-old boy would say to a 15-year-old boy. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, looking back on it, I feel like. The high school kids would be like, you're being such a white guy right now. You know what I mean? Well, the, the high school kids today would. They're cooler than we were. Yeah. Like, that would be bizarre <laughs> yeah. and pretentious anyway, but it's extra funny that it was like a brand new album that no one had heard yet. Like, why are you, why would you know what the stuff means? Yeah, like, we were also at governor school. We didn't have access to, like, albums, right? We the, really didn't, yeah. <laughs> we weren't getting any input <laughs> from the outside world. So, like, I don't think he even... He didn't play the recording. He like played it on guitar and sang no. it for us, and then like had the lyrics. <laughs> he written. played and, then, and sang a Coldplay yeah. song, and then made fun of you guys for not knowing how deep it was. <laughs> yeah. Did he sing it exactly no. the way that it would have sounded? Who wait? Who was it? Which tack was this? Describe what he looked. I don't like. remember. Was it the one that I like? Was it the one that always wore bandana? No, no. Okay. Pirate tack. Pirate tack. Like I remember him. Yeah. Was it the one with the curly hair that Jackie liked so much? But didn't somebody else say he? looked like a potato maybe i said it it's (laughs) i think rachel said his face looks like a potato could have been me and i was very upset yeah but that guy who wore the bandana he was uh 
He seems like the kind of guy who would have been, like, forcing you to listen to him play the guitar. One time he came into my room. I was sitting with Andy, and we were watching a Homestar Runner video. And we were kind of watching it as, like, nostalgia. Mm -hmm. And he came in, and he was like, you guys are watching that shit? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Why am I getting bullied by attack right now? Did you apologize? I just, like, slammed the computer shut really quick and ran to the other side of the room and was like, he did it. it. it 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 I promise. It was just weird porn, I promise. I'm cool. (laughs) Wait, the pirate tack is the one who mocked you for watching Homestar Runner? Yeah. You're wearing a bandana. And you never, and that makes you think he was cool? (laughs) Okay, for the audience, he didn't like dress like a pirate he just had a bandana he always wore a bandana on his head his name is jesse really i don't think i ever knew his name and now theo changes his name to rl stein's grandma's grandma's bandana bandana (laughs) (laughs) grandma's grandma's bandana 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 band sorry and and then i like take a screenshot and send it to him is this better is this this better better than (laughs) i here's the thing i don't think a 20 year old guy mocking a an average age teen for watching Homestar Runner is cool. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> sick. <laughs> okay, I want to say this part that I thought was absurd. Amanda is talking about her best friend, Kathy, correct, Kathy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a weird long interlude with Kathy that did not need to be there. She says, people find it hard to believe that we're friends, which I guess I understand because I'm thin and have dark hair and she's blonde and is plump. Chubby, yeah. What? People can't believe you're friends because you look different? You're both white 12-year-old girls. Yeah. (laughs) What is the problem? You know, actually, I was thinking about that. He wrote this family pretty ambiguously and I was thinking about it and I was like everybody's kind of ambiguous I think they they could be black I mean they could be brown I don't think so I think they're white yeah but how do you know because of the way how everyone else in the town is is white and basically they're all blonde I imagine that's a thing that happens but mom has mom has straight black hair yeah Amanda's tall and thin and and dark dark yeah i don't know (laughs) i just figure you know maybe this was intentional maybe he wrote it so that any kid reading it could like see themselves yeah but that makes it worse if she's saying people are surprised we're friends because i'm black (laughs) and she's white (laughs) like that's worse jackie it's just like parable of the sower all over again (laughs) Yeah. yeah i don't know i was actually kind of thinking the same thing like i assumed in his head they were white but i think i feel like he left it a little ambiguous. Okay, if they made an adaptation, they could stay true to what's literally written in the text and the family wouldn't have to be white. Yes. Yeah, all the physical descriptions are a little weird. Every time they, every time he talks about dad, dad's a little overweight. His shirt's always coming untucked. He had to get in the car and put the seat back so he could fit his stomach in. <laughs> Why are you just ragging on dad the whole time? I just can't imagine some be- someone being like, you guys are friends, but she's shorter than you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's like us, Rachel. It's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Blonde <laughs> short (laughs) impossible i can't believe you even speak to this girl (laughs) yeah josh and i are both tall and thin and have curly brown hair like dads and dark brown eyes everyone says we have serious faces Mm -hmm. that's a good description could be anybody except people with silly faces (laughs) like none Um, of us have curly brown hair (laughs) can i say the thing that i noticed Mm -hmm. and this was because i also listened to monster blood he loves to like have the parents make bad jokes and then the kid does something like, like rolls their eyes, like roll their eyes at his bad joke. Like I think that happened twice in Monster Blood, and then once in this one. There, everybody's rolling their eyes a lot. Like he's really playing into exactly what kids want. Like, 
parents are just so different. Yeah. They don't understand. <laughs> yeah. But this real estate agent, though. <laughs> I, I thought the brother was so annoying. Yeah. Well, the brother is annoying. I hate her brother. Like, really? Really? <laughs> he's he's contrarian. Everything that they decide to do, he's always got to fight about it. Yeah, I think he's an asshole. <laughs> Everybody is gaslighting Amanda all the time. Literally everything she sees. Yeah. yeah. You didn't see that. And she, th- she starts thinking she's going crazy. What if you had a kid that was like, uh, there's a boy in the window. You didn't see a boy. I would roll my <laughs> eyes and say, Amanda, stop it. You are making mommy tired. And then you tell a bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, mean? I had to pack a box today. <laughs> I mean, I feel like gaslighting is like a part of every right, or right. lots of horror movies though, right? Yeah. yeah. But he goes like really hard into it. Yeah. As much as Rosemary's Baby, <laughs> honestly. If you were in a horror movie, you would both immediately be like, no, I would be the one that would be like, yeah, okay, let's get out of here. What do you mean? You think Theo and I would both be just rolling our eyes? If I was like, oh my gosh, that was a ghost. You guys would be like, oh, typical Rachel, afraid of every last goosebump. Guess we have to read her an Audubon Society email. <laughs> I can't believe I hang out with this tall, thin brown girl, whoever invited her in. How are we even friends? But don't you yeah. think, like, because especially because both of you are like, God, don't believe in that guy. I don't think we were like that. God <laughs> schmod. Yeah, you guys are like God schmod. So I think if I was like, oh my gosh, a ghost, you'd be like, Ghost schmost. No, I would be really excited. No, Jackie's really into ghosts and stuff. Yeah. Like, she likes to play skeptical, but she is into it. I don't like that you observe that. I feel like I would like to continue being skeptical. <laughs> you wouldn't leave. You would not leave. You would be like, ooh, we have to stay. <laughs> you know how tough I am. I'd probably pull up a chair, get out some popcorn, just start <laughs> chewing it and <laughs> chewing like, Take the your popcorn. best shot, ghost. <laughs> and then spitting it out. That's what he, That's how he eats popcorn. Yeah, I lick all the butter off and then throw it away. No, that's what I do. I love butter. <laughs> I love butter. She licks the butter off, hands it to you. You chew it and spit it on the ground. <laughs> and then Rachel gets the kernels and feeds yeah. them to her kids. No, I, I make the popcorn. <laughs> that's the circle of popcorn. And because I never get full, you just have to keep making more and more batches. That's it. That's a perpetual motion machine. We discovered it. <laughs> I, so. I would be getting hungrier and hungrier over time. Well, so would we all, apparently. Well, you can you can eat my chewed up popcorn mash. Oh, um, thank anyway. you. Thanks, Mama Bird. Oh, Bird Facts. <laughs> okay, so what were you saying? I just want to finish the thought that, yeah, of course I'm very tough. I would say, come on, give me your best shot. I'm way tougher than you, ghosts, and it would turn out well for me. Even if it was a real ghost? <laughs> I mean, when you're tough, you're tough. Is the, it, well, is it a poltergeist or is it a ghost? We have to be specific because a poltergeist can fuck you up. No, just in the movies. Not in real life. In real life, poltergeists are, poltergeists, poltergeists are very kind. So here's the question. Do we think these kids in this book are zombies? Are they just... They're zombies. Are they another kind of undead? Uh, no. I call them the living dead. That's a zombie, girl. Mm. Well, zombies don't, you know, like, they appear to be normal kids, but then when you shine light on them, they're not. Yeah, zombies are kind of mindless, I think. Like, they're dead dead. They're dead dead, and this is living dead. Yeah. I would call them zombies, but I don't care. <laughs> living dead is fine with me. All right, we have that settled. <laughs> now we can talk about J- what Jackie wants to talk about, which is the ending. Oh, yeah. Do you think they got turned? Because how does Compton come back? No. How does Mr. Dawes come back when he had previously crumbled into oh, dust? Oh, I, I do not like the family. They know how to kill these zombies. If that was Mr. Dawes, it is daylight. There's only one zombie. Just march on the porch, grab him by his collar, and yank him out into the sun, you know? Yeah, I was wondering how does he avoid the sun in general during the daytime? They just, he wears a cowboy hat. He yeah. wears a cowboy hat with a large brim. Oh, I forgot that description. It would be better if he had an umbrella. 
Wouldn't that be more notable? But you can't have the umbrella open in a car. <laughs> There's a whole part where the dad says, hey, that's quite a hat. Yeah. And that's it. It's never mentioned again. Mm, that's pretty and good. it is mentioned that one of the kids has a baseball cap. Mm. But yeah. that would still expose your ears and the back of your neck. So Maybe they were just having to like tough it out. Don't you think that sucks? <laughs> Their dog is murdered and they never mention him again. And then it looks like a whole family is going to get murdered. And they don't even warn them. They don't yank Mr. Dawes into the sunlight. They speed away. That's it. They suck. They're bad people. Okay, you're upset. Let's join us this week for I Saw a Bird. <laughs> you're invited to the next installment no, of it's I not Saw a just, Bird. It, this is not a way for you to force me to feel the way you want me to feel now. <laughs> what do you mean? I do this all the time. It always works for me. You need a bird fact. <laughs> um, here's something. No, that's why I think there's a little mystery there, right? Like, Maybe that's why they yeah. don't say anything is because they actually are dead and they don't realize But it. she says they speed they speed away. She doesn't just say, like, I get in the car. She says we speed away. They're off to f- start their own town. <laughs> their own zombie <laughs> town. <laughs> well, they have to speed away because you can't live in dead house when you're dead. You only live in dead house when you're living. Isn't that funny? That's another part they say. Uh, It's funny. Yeah. They, like, explain to the family when they're telling them everything that goes on. Hey, so the reason we call your house Dead House is because only people who live there are, are the living ones, but we call it the Dead House. Yeah. And they're like, we don't find this funny where you're trying to kill us right now. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I was fine with the book. I was like, oh, what a fun romp for a child. Until the part with the dog dying and them being like, let's leave this family to their fate. Well, I When I heard about the dog, I was like, oh, well, that that's fine because there's no way this dog will die. I'm not sure the dog really dies. It just becomes undead. It just becomes undead. The zombie boy literally says we always kill the dogs first but it's undead in the tv show episode that is similar to this yeah they changed the story a little so the guy character i think is in the car with one of the girls from the town who is an undead person yeah and she's about to like turn him or whatever and you see it her eyes change color or something and that's how you know and he starts freaking out and then she locks the car door and he's like trying to get out the passenger door but he can't get out because she locked it yeah and then it cuts to commercial cuts back and he goes ah and then opens the car door and runs <laughs> out. <laughs> i remember even as a kid i was like you can't actually lock a car door from the inside but if that's your premise then stick to it <laughs> don't just These like dumbass kids they're gonna forget yeah. <laughs> they don't have object permanence they don't know what's going on you know actually so that actually brings us into a really good segue where wishbone could have done a whole episode about this where nice. what if what if every what if he starts his own town like pd starts like undead dark falls dog town would he be played by wishbone or would wishbone be the kid who comes in or would everyone be a dog except there's a child who's the pd character this this is like mup chat but for wishbone who would wishbone be who would be a dog wait have we done this before i don't think so because this is a good game if you could change everyone into dogs but keep one person a person who would it be Uh, everyone into dogs but keep one person. i think i would keep mr dawes the person like the real estate agent and he's just showing wait you're doing reverse wishbone Yeah, yeah okay yeah i guess that makes mm-hmm. sense that's what i would have done oh, no kathy kathy is a person <laughs> yeah people can't the believe that we're friends because i'm like, a dog yeah. and she's a person <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, i'm tall and bipedal and she <laughs> she's short barks a lot and drools on things and is quadrupedal 
has a tail too. Where were we going with that? I, wait, did, did we not do it? Who would be Wishbone in the story? Well, Wishbone would be the main character. You think so? Would it always? No, Is I Wishbone guess Wishbone just... would be the little brother. He's always the main character or very close to the main character. He would be the little brother because he would just be wanting to fight all the time. Because he's never a girl. Which is yeah. weird. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Amanda would be, like, trying to get him to do things, and he would be kind of He'd be like, I'm going to take my dog outside. <laughs> I would love to see Wishbone <laughs> and Petey interacting. Yeah, Wishbone <laughs> leading another dog. But, yeah, this book kind of takes place because of toxic waste. Isn't, didn't that excite you? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Listeners, if you could just see the sparkle in his eyes as he realizes we're about to talk about toxic waste. So excited. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think it's interesting. I think it warrants a sequel. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Well, good. It had a lot of sequels. I That's all he'll say is that he loves it and wants to hear a lot more about this it. This press conference is over. No more questions. <laughs> Here's something that I thought was funny. So he puts in all of these little clues everywhere, right? Like the wide-brimmed hat. Mm-hmm. But these characters remember every single little detail, which I don't know that normal kids would remember. So at the end where they see Mr. Dawes' gravestone, mm-hmm. they think there's no way that could be his dad or his grandfather because earlier when my mom said that he had a weird name, he said, well, I'm the only one in the family that's named that and like they're thinking straight enough to be able to like make yeah. that conclusion they should have just been like oh he's a zombie too because this exact thing happened with everyone else <laughs> <laughs> but instead they're like but wait that could be his grandpa and then they're like no <laughs> this one's also a zombie they're like wait but he's got to be the only living man in town right yeah. wait no because he said no one else had his name Yeah, Yeah, Occam's razor, guys. Yeah, (laughs) this is okay. So that's another thing. Like this taught me how to write, but this also taught me how adulthood works. And so I thought how you buy a house is you just walk through it and then sign some papers and then that's it. Like it's pretty much over. You can move like a week later. I kind of still think that's how you buy a house. How, do you, how does it work? <laughs> what is it missing? I don't know. You got to like there's the inspection and like the going back and forth and you got to like fix things and it takes mm. like months. I don't know. Right. Somehow you don't know the first name of your realtor after you've been walking around with them all day until he gives you a business card and then you're like Compton. That's fucked up. <laughs> Who would name a kid that? Yeah. He's like, I don't know. I guess they meant to call me Charlie. Yeah, it's just a fascinating novel. (laughs) So much to explore. (laughs) Jackie, in your memory, do all of these Goosebumps books, do they take place at a point when the kid is undergoing some life change? Like they've moved somewhere or they're going on vacation or something like that? Yeah. Well, there's always a catalyst. It's usually not just everything was going normal and then suddenly Monster Blood. Damn, we should have done Monster Blood. Can I tell you why Monster Blood is worse? Oh, I thought you liked it better. No, it's a three. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's more in it. (laughs) Like there are more weird things that happen in it, but it's like, it's not a better story because this one is actually pretty unified, like pretty controlled. Like it's, there's like one clear spooky thing that's happening (laughs) and it gets revealed and the, the ending relates to that kind of. Whereas Monster Blood is like, a kid buys the monster blood in, like, the back corner of this store. At a joke store. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's home alone and he needs something to do? Because he needs something to eat. He's not home alone. <laughs> he's staying with his great aunt, who he hates. And she has a cat. And then, like, the dog eats some of the monster blood and grows twice its size. So it seems like, okay, maybe the dog is going to be the mm-hmm. monster here. Like, the dog is going to be the thing trying to kill everyone. But then the monster blood takes form as like this gelatinous being 
and starts enveloping the bullies in the town and this little bird. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah, and then envelops his, his great aunt. But then his great aunt says to the cat, your spell is broken. You no longer have a spell over me. And then it turns out the cat made the monster blood, which somehow ended up in this store. And, like, the cat was the real bad guy the whole time. And the cat transforms into a witch that. or something like that. Like, what? Like, what is the bad guy in this book? I can't figure this out. Yeah, it sort of seemed like it was, like, two or three books in one. And so that's why I think that is a lesser book than... Uh, <laughs> Creepy House, or whatever it's called. My not-so-creepy house. What is it called? Welcome. Dead House. Welcome to Dead House. Yes. Wow. Okay. not-so-creepy okay. house? It would be like my so-creepy house. Well, it's not so-creepy. Welcome to Well House. It's so creepy. Oh, <laughs> Jackie stole my fucking pun. He's mad. My spoonerism. He was so excited, but then so mad. Oh, I'm angry. <laughs> that doesn't mean you should start reading an Audubon email. Okay. <sighs> Do we have anything else to say about Welcome to Dead House? Because I feel like we barely said any of the funny things, guys. What else happened? Rachel, did you find anything funny about it, or were you just pissed off the whole time? I already told you the funny thing. There's only one funny thing in all 60-something pages of this? We already talked about how he says all the kids from First and last names. <laughs> Anything else? Go on. Go on. Like somehow they've never kept their dog on a leash before. So every time he goes insane and like tries to attack someone, they're just like, ah, I don't know what's going on with this dog. That's so weird. <laughs> they do make that excuse a lot. Yeah. He's never done this. He's never been on a leash. Our dog has never been on a leash before. Yeah. I think the family is undead at the end. And I think that they're not bad because they're like, it's compulsive what they're doing. I'm going to look it up. They feel compelled. Like, she doesn't realize why she said it, but she tells the kid, I used to live in the, your house. Yeah, but right? that's true. The thing is, if they're zombies, how come it doesn't say anything at all about them avoiding the sun? Like, it doesn't say, we put on our hats and drove away. Or <laughs> We all discovered wide-brimmed hats. Like, I opened my parasol while I walked to the car. I don't know. Maybe for them it's a little different. I thought it was funny how just volatile the parents are all the time. Yeah, really. Like, so this passage. Let's all try really hard not to get on each other's nerves, Mom suggested. Dad laughed. <laughs> Good idea, dear. Don't make fun of me. She snapped. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> Petey stands up on his hind legs and starts howling, and mom's, can't you shut him up, mom screamed. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> a little much. I found myself, like, wanting to diagnose R.L. Stein. You know, like, I definitely was wondering about his family life as a kid. It's like there's just a bumbling, overweight dad and a mom who apparently screams like wouldn't that be so terrifying if you were a little kid and your mom turned around and screamed at the top of your of her voice about <laughs> shut that dog up mm-hmm. okay remember that story about the house in uh i think it was new york or new jersey and it was like this old house that this family bought and then they started getting all those letters from the watcher mm-hmm. i don't think theo knows about it though no sorry a lot of people know about the Watcher House. But anyway, so this family moves into this old house. They haven't even moved in yet, actually. They just, like, started, you know, working on the inside of it. And they kept getting all these letters saying, Hello, I see that there's flesh, fresh blood coming into the house. I'm going to learn your children's names. I've been watching you. Which bedrooms will they pick? And, like, they Whoa. keep getting all these creepy letters. Yeah. And then the person calls themselves the Watcher. Um, they say, I've been watching this house for however many years. My father watched it before me and his father before him. Yeah. And then, like, the letters start getting more and more threatening. And it says, sincerely, R.L. Stein. Is that <laughs> yeah. how you're tying it back? Well, this story <laughs> was written in 1992. The Watcher thing didn't happen until, like, 2014. 
2015 maybe. And so uh, Ray calls himself the Watcher and they're always talking about how the town needs new fresh blood. Oh. So I think whoever's responsible for the Watcher. So you think he's a copycat? I think whoever's responsible for the Watcher read Welcome to Dead House. And was really inspired by it, you might say. Perhaps it inspired all of their writing. (laughs) She's pointing at us with her little. Jackie and Theo. (laughs) My little fingers. With your wee little pointers on each hand. He can never describe hands. Okay, here are two funny things, Jackie. There is a cliffhanger, quote unquote cliffhanger in the book, where Amanda's like, the curtains were blowing in the breeze, and I went to close the window. Dun, dun, dun. The window was was closed. closed. (laughs) (laughs) Thought it was going to be like, there was a shape outside or something. And then she tells the dad about it, and the dad's like, oh, there's probably a pane missing. Like, how wouldn't you notice that there was an entire window pane missing? Yeah, he should have gone and checked. The other thing that was funny, this is a quote. When she's talking to her mom about all the spooky stuff, her mom says, boys in your room, curious, blowing. You have to realize that you're nervous. <laughs> like, yeah, she'll be like, the window was closed, but then it keeps happening. And then sometimes she'll be like, oh, but this time the window was actually open. It was probably my mom that opened it. <laughs> but I don't understand, like, what was actually causing that? Like, why was that happening? Was one of the zombies wiggling the curtains? <laughs> There's no explanation for that. <laughs> well, usually zombies don't, like, appear and disappear places. They're, like, also kind of ghosts. Right. Are they kind of ghosts? They seem to be like in the window and then they're gone. And Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of thought that everything they did in the book. Wait, we're not supposed to be saying book. It's bump. Everything they did in the bump, <laughs> it could be achieved by very fast running, except for that window thing. Rachel's right. <laughs> but I thought the kids were appearing and disappearing because they all lived in the house. So they were very familiar with how to get around. And this, the Bensons had just moved in, so they didn't really know it. So who do you think deserves a spinoff? I thought you were going to say who deserves to die. Petey. Petey deserves to die? Petey's the dog, and it's also Rachel's name on Zoom. Just no, saying. he deserves a spinoff. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, Jackie's whole thing about Dogtown, where all the dogs are ghosts, that's pretty... Maybe it should be called Ghost Dogtown. All the ghosts are dogs, or all the dogs are ghosts. All the ghosts are... <laughs> Dogtown, <laughs> where all the dogs are... No, where all the ghosts are dogs. <laughs> all the living residents are human, but then all the ghosts are dogs, and that's why you call it Dogtown. <laughs> like, it, it it could be true if there's literally just one ghost dog in the town. <laughs> Guess we have to be called Dogtown now. <laughs> oh, that was also funny where the cliffhanger is like, he was zigzagging around the graveyard. He was being chased. And then the start of the second episode is like, oh, no, he wasn't. He was chasing our dog. Yeah. 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 Something else I thought was funny was at the very end. Um, so the parents have been tied and I guess someone beaten or something like they don't look mm-hmm. good. They're all kind of raggedy and they're like tied together and they're like surrounded by all the zombies <laughs> in a circle. And they're still like, Amanda, this is ridiculous. Stop seeing things. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're obviously just nervous. We're severely injured and about to be turned into <laughs> yeah. zombies. But it's just a pile of clothes. <laughs> So they push the tree over and the light comes in and everybody like turns into dust and their eyes fall out and all these horrible things. And Karen says, thank you, Amanda. Thank you. Yeah. Karen goes, thank you. As she's like being destroyed. Thank you. None of the rest of them are grateful in the slightest. Like they're all very upset to be turning (laughs) into dust. And then the other funny thing is like, man, you should have seen how big my parents' smiles were when they saw us coming towards them. It's like, do you think if your parents were in mortal danger and had been like, 
kidnapped by zombies and tortured by them all night long, and then you saw your kids. Like, you'd be relieved and happy to see them, right? But you wouldn't, like, burst into a big grin. Yeah, I think I would be like, guys, get out of here. We're adults and we couldn't handle this situation. You're, like, 11, right? Like, I feel like, yeah, most people would, like, burst into tears or just, like, big sigh of relief. But they're just like, hey, this is great. Good to see you guys. <laughs> would you guess that this appears on... Hobbylark.com's top 10 best Goosebumps books. Do you think Welcome to Dead House appears on this list? Yes, but only because it's the first. It probably should have clued you in that I was able to say the title without taking a <laughs> moment to remember what it was or make up a fake title. It should prove that I was reading it from this list. And yes, it is on the list. Yeah. Yay. That was quite R.L. Stein of you. That one little detail that we should have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> we did. <laughs> oh my gosh, but Monster Blood is also on this list. <sighs> Terrible. I thought Monster Blood would be B tier. Ooh, we should read them and then do like a ranking. Oh, there's also the horror at Camp Jelly Jam. <laughs> Camp Jelly Jam. That's a good one. On November 17th, 2020, I got an email from the Audubon Society that said the election is over, but birds aren't safe yet. <laughs> oh, gosh. They're never going to be safe. Dear Jacqueline, honestly. the last four years have felt like a marathon. One long, tireless effort defending birds against unprecedented threats to their survival. The finish line is now in sight, but the race isn't over. Birds still need you. The Trump administration can still do plenty of harm to birds. Okay, Audubon Society, hold on. Biden's going to do some stuff, too. <laughs> Everyone's doing stuff to birds. <laughs> yeah, I don't think most people <laughs> conceive the last four years as having just been a war against birds. Like, that's not what I was really worried about. <laughs> if anything, he was too pro-bird. Going on and on about how windmills are killing no, too many birds. He was, no, he was just lying about statistics. <laughs> he was not pro-bird. Like, whatever's going on with the climate or with, like, you know, destruction of their environments, they, they're they saying the finish line is now in sight. Like, as soon as Trump leaves office, the birds are going to be fine. <laughs> we have to hold it together till then. <laughs> Biden's secretary of of bird maintenance. Bird maintenance. Is big bird himself. <laughs> I would not be surprised if the Biden administration did that. I actually kind of would. On October 20th, they said, it's time to vote for the birds. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, yeah, like Biden won't like indirectly kill as many birds as Trump did, I guess. I don't know. He might kill more. I don't know. If Listeners write in. Tell us if you think Biden will kill more birds than Trump did. All right. Here we go. I'm going to read the quote. going to read the quote. Here we go. And this is a special spooky episode from your Goosebumps pals, Jackie, Rachel, and Theaster. Goose buddies. Goosebumpies. Uh, Goosebumpies. That's what our the um, episode, the miniseries is called, Goosebuddies. Yeah. I'm your first bump, Jackie. I'm your second bump, Rachel. And I'm your producer, Thea. <laughs> no, produce bump. Uh, I, fine. I guess I'm your third bump slash producer, Thea. Here we go. I'm reading the quote. <laughs> Boys in your room. Curtain's blowing. <laughs> You have to realize that you're nervous and your imagination is working overtime. That's how Amanda's mom talks. <laughs> Why'd you say that like Eminem's like mom spaghetti? <laughs> There's boys in your room already. You're nervous. <laughs> Curtains blowing chunks. Mom's Curtains blowing my spaghetti. Yeah. That's oh. what she would have said. You've only got one dog. Do not miss your chance to blow. PD's transformation happens once in a lifetime, yo. <laughs> And now it's a dead time in your house. <laughs> that joke's about as good as the real estate agents. <laughs> what was his joke? I guess my parents didn't know how to spell Charlie, so they called me Compton. Oh, yeah. That was his fatal <laughs> flaw. If the, he had just said, hey, my granddad was also named Compton, 
they would have all died. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why the ghosts all have to tell the truth all the time. That's why they had to tell their first and last names. It so was they because, have a chance to escape. Yeah, it's because they had to see <gasps> them on the gravestones. They have to give them a fighting chance. That's part of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Well, that, no, that's why R.L. Stein had them say their names. It's not why the kids said their names. Well, do you want to know what R.L. Stein's best advice he ever got was? Write books. Always Write kill the dog spooky first. books for kids. He got it from an editor, and it was just in red. I think he said it was like in red ink circled on the top page of his draft, and it said... Give your book a name. More lore. More lore? <laughs> yeah. Lore yeah. or Gore. It said, vote gore. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't super clear, and he was like, oh, okay, so he wants me to put some more explanation in here. <laughs> more windsurfing with your shirt off, or whatever people's problem with his, with him was. Al Gore? Yeah. He made that damn internet. That what? Damn internet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, what, Jackie? You know what else is funny? So, this is like an effortful process. Like, they have to keep getting new blood into the town, or else the, the town can't survive, they say. But it doesn't seem yeah. like they want to survive because as soon as they all turn into dust, Karen's like, thank God this is over. It <laughs> seems like they're compelled to try to make it happen, but perhaps they don't, they want to be free, which is why they drop all these super obvious hints. Mm. They're just like, this is the year we're going to fuck it up on purpose. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know what? We're going to make the dumbest kid in the whole town the watcher, Ray. You go watch. We'll see what happens. (laughs) I want to delve into that psychology in the next Goosebumps episode. Which? What was the kid's name again? The Watcher? Ray? Ray. Yeah. I'm the Watcher. (laughs) I was the Watcher, but I messed up. I messed up. I was supposed to watch you. He did watch that. What if I did a one-man show as Ray? (laughs) Do it. Oh, I should have watched them, (laughs) but I didn't. Next scene. I watched them correctly today. Yeah. I don't know what, what happens in one man's show. Also, okay, here's the question. The brother, his flashlight made Ray crumble up right away. When they are literally surrounded by zombies, why doesn't he just spin around in a circle with his flashlight? It, it's the broken. Battery's dead. No, but that was before he dropped it. Are you talking about in the in the house? Yeah, I'm saying before he dropped the flashlight and broke it. That thing <laughs> saves your life. Shine it at Mr. Dawes. Shine it at literally everyone you see. See if they crumble up. Don't drop that damn thing. Like, Josh is so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're, like, playing outside with these kids, like, during the daytime. And it's just, like, kind of overcast. And somehow they're all fine. And then the sun comes out. Is it kind of like a twilight sparkling vampire situation where they can live in Washington because it's usually just kind of cloudy and that that's fine? I just don't understand how, like, the ambient light from an overcast day is somehow less than like a single light bulb from a flashlight. That's well, because true. it's a halogen flashlight. <laughs> Which is brighter than the sun, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> but he specified it, so I assumed it was important. <laughs> maybe that was a cool new style of flashlight in the 90s. Yeah, maybe he was getting a kickback from the halogen flashlight company. <laughs> big, halogen. Yeah, big halogen. Their next ad was like, if you want to stop the undead, kids, <laughs> you got to get this flashlight. That would have worked And so buy well. another one in case you drop the first one and break On it. On some grain And shine it in everyone's yeah. face just in case. So why did he tell the truth about his name? Mm-hmm. So did he also tell the truth about having just moved to the town a few months ago? Yeah, probably. Or was that part a lie? So Ray was the watcher and Compton was the real estate agent. <laughs> 
So only two people in town have have roles. <laughs> it's almost like they're all compelled to tell the truth. Really, like none of them lie. I mean, they're never explicitly asked, are you guys the undead? It is funny when the estate agent's like, I moved here four months ago and now I couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Because you can't imagine living, Compton. Because you can't live. Ah. But he should still be able to imagine living. <laughs> he should have said, I just moved here four months ago and now I couldn't live anywhere else. Not I couldn't imagine. No, it hasn't been four months because the date on his gravestone was like 1970 or something. So he lied about that? Let me make sure. Yeah, let's see if Compton lied. Compton Dawes, R.I.P., 1950 to 1980. He said, I moved here just a few months ago, but now I wouldn't live anywhere else. Oh, I wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't. These things that we're seeing is kind of like plot holes. Do you think it's that R.L. Stein just didn't really remember what he had written before? Or do you think he it is like perfectly crafted to make a kid like it and the plot holes have to be there? Or else kids wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah. They might not think about the plot holes, but they like need these things to happen in this way to like it. Well, I mean, we can say because we remember reading these and I don't know about you, but I never thought that's a weird plot hole. Isn't that because kids aren't very smart sometimes? Yeah. Usually? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, like when you're a kid, you kind of just need everything explained. And as long as they explain it, it doesn't matter if it makes sense because you don't know what makes sense. You don't have any frame of reference. Yeah. I kept a spreadsheet yeah. of all the plot holes for each book. Because he was a child genius. Listen to his podcast. <laughs> retweet his tweets on Twitter. <laughs> Why do you never retweet them, guys? I got tweets. I'm going to. No, I'm talking to the audience. Never mind, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I like this prose, right? So Mr. Dawes was dead, too. Dead, dead, dead. Dead as everyone else. He was one of them. One of the dead ones. <laughs> <laughs> Epizuxis. Why do you keep saying Epizuxis? Maybe Theo should read that for the beginning. <laughs> Mr. Dawes, you too, I cried. So disappointed. <laughs> I can't believe he's dead. I'm so disappointed in him. <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. This sort of behavior is typical of Ray, but you... <laughs> Never would have expected this from you, Compton. All right. We're done? I think we're done. We're done. So this is the end of the Patreon episode. This is the end of the episode you've heard. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to say my name. It's Theo. Rachel, what's your Rachel name? Rachel and Jackie. And Jackie. What's yours? Jackie. Nice. Okay. I'm going to cut out that pause, um, and you have just listened to the Patreon episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you felt like it was worth the money. If you don't feel that way— Let us know. Yeah. We'll do something else for you. <laughs> yeah, we should have a higher tier where they can file complaints directly to us. Yeah, you are not allowed to complain unless you give us <laughs> at least 50 bucks a month. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to enforce that, but— just 24-7, I'm going to monitor the Facebook group, and if anyone complains, Same delete money, them. please. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a swear jar, but it's like, you owe us 25 cents. <laughs> money, please. <laughs> uh, do you want to know what his name stands for? Last thing before we leave. Rachel Lane. Yeah, it's Rachel Lane Stein. Oh, you're right. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Rachel was correct. I was R.L. Stein all along. Oh, yeah, that's, like a better, that. that's a better scare. <laughs> Rachel was correct. <laughs> Wait, what does his name stand for? I don't know. We'll have to put that in the next episode so people are convinced oh, to yeah. stay. <laughs> that's our cliffhanger. Yeah. The window was closed. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we should end on a, on a scary cliffhanger and then come back and tell everyone we were just mistaken. Um, uh, oh my gosh, Theo, what's that behind you? <gasps> it's a monster. No, no, no. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to say that part. <laughs> it's gotta be a monster. I would predict a monster. Come back next time and find out if we're right. Oh, it's just a towel. 
And now I have to say bye now. Bye now. Three, two, one. Bye now. Bye Bye now. Shouldn't we be spooky? We don't want to be spooky. You're going to make Jackie read another Audubon email. Goodbye now. Or is it? (laughs) Or is it goodbye? Ooh. How about Rachel? Uh, I'll be George and you be Jerry, or Becca. What's can be Jerry. the deal with goosebumps? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Where's Elaine and, and Kramer in this? Can I be Kramer? <laughs> you can be Elaine. That was Theo. a great joke, Theo. You have to include it. Although I, I'm good. pretty sure I clipped yeah. when I said, "What's the deal?" I'll find someplace for it. <laughs>